Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how your abuser may try to drive a wedge between yourself and your children. If you don't have children and you're listening to this, maybe still give it a listen because this could also apply to your pets. It can also apply to a best friend, a close family member. Um, any type of support you might have. I am going to make this specific to children though, because I recently did an episode about parents having to heal from having had their children used as pawns. Um, And so I want to go ahead and get this episode out while we are still talking about this. I think it's very important. Um, And I think that um, it's not talked about enough. So before we begin, um, let's go ahead and do the struggles and successes. A struggle is that um, my kiddo's not feeling well. He's got a cough today um, and I'm feeling really run down and it's just, it's just one of those days where, you know, I kind of wanted to be productive. We had an event this morning that we didn't get to go to, which is totally fine. Like kiddo's sick. This is the way of it. Um, the good thing, which I'm not going to use as my success because I have another one is that I've been very much okay with it. Like I said, I wish my son wasn't sick. Um, would have loved to go to that event this morning, but, um, we've been doing a lot. I've been driving a lot, um, working a lot, doing all kinds of things. And, um, the old me would have been upset that I wasn't productive, but rest is productive. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to listen to our bodies. Um, and so that is, I guess, the upside of having kind of a yucky day. The actual success that I want to share is that I just hosted my first group um, coaching session. Uh, besides the LGBTQ plus support group that I was running um, a couple months ago, we might bring that back. So stay tuned if you are queer and you're interested in something like that. Um, I was co-hosting that with my friend Trey and we haven't quite worked out um, whether we're going to start that or not. If so, when don't have that information yet, but the support group went really well. I um, am very happy with how it went and looking forward to continuing that on. I was really scared to launch that because I was like having some imposter syndrome and I was like, well, I don't know, maybe that's not what people could benefit from because I always want to, um, I mean, I'm here. I want to offer things for all of you. I I can't like just, how do I say this? I can't just like cater to everyone because this isn't my full-time thing. This isn't like, I'm just not like here. I'm just going to create everything. Like, tell me what you want. I'll do it because I have so much other, you know, so many other things going on, but I want to be able to provide what y'all need and meet you where you're at. So I'm really thankful that I was feeling in my gut that it was time to do it and it worked and I'm hoping that it goes well. So stay tuned for that. I already have next month um, on Calendly ready to go um, if you're interested in joining next time. Okay. So it is very common for abusive people to isolate you. We've talked about this before. They want to isolate you. They don't want you to have any kind of support system. 
Um, they very quickly remove any friends or family from your life that might see what's really going on and maybe say or do something to kind of help you see the light um, and help you see what's really going on in that relationship. I hate that we always use the word relationship because it's really not a relationship, right? It's an assault. It's an attack from day one. But unfortunately, that's the language that we use here. Um, but when it comes to children, they are very quick to drive that wedge in there and to sort of separate, or I would even say sever the bond between parent and child. And there's many ways that this can look. I'm going to give some examples of what I experienced. Um, they are hard to talk about. Um, and there's going to be more than just what I experienced, as you know, um, and I will share those as well um, as I as they come across my brain. But um, right away, um, my my son was only about 16 months old. And I don't care what y'all think about breastfeeding and co-sleeping and all that stuff. Like, that's not the point here, right? Like, whatever you do with your kids um, in terms of how long you do those things or if you ever do, that's not the point. It's important to keep in mind that the point is it's a parent's right to make those decisions, right? And it's not someone else's right to do that. Um, but this person came along and very quickly was like, you need to stop breastfeeding. You need to stop sleeping with your child because you're tired, because you're run down. I just want to make you feel happy and healthy and safe. And like, you need to get good sleep and blah, blah, blah. And while they're right, I did need to get good sleep. It was very pushy. It was very, you need to do this now. You need to do it quick. Um, and so I quit breastfeeding my son and I quit sleeping with my son. And um, I grieved a lot, but I wasn't like, I didn't have anyone to talk to. I wasn't able to tell them about it. I wasn't able to say, this doesn't feel right. I'm not ready yet. I don't think he's ready yet. Um, this hurts. This is painful. It was very like, I remember hiding, like we would come home and like, I would just breastfeed him without them knowing. And it was just like a really hard time. But the reason why they did that so swiftly and under the guise of caring is because I had this child who I was very heavily bonded to, who was very heavily bonded to me as they should be. Um, and they needed to drive that wedge quickly so that they had better access to me, that they had better control to me, that I didn't have, like, it's weird to think like, oh, your child is your support system. Cause you're an adult. Like your child is not supporting you mentally, physically, financially, any of those things, but you have this safe, beautiful bond with a child, um, that even it's like, it's weird because at the same time they are, they're like, they, you love them so much, but they're like sucking the life out of you that you're not sleeping. You're waking up all the time. You're taking care of them. You're run down. Sometimes you don't get a shower in because we're talking like little babies. I mean, and that can go on for longer. Right. But like they're, they're sucking the life out of you, but they're also giving you life. And you're, you have a, a bond with your child that you just don't have with anyone else. And abusive people don't like that. And so that's just, you know, those are two examples of ways that they can do that. They can, um, if you are co-parenting with someone else or they have like, so I'm talking about someone who came into my life when I already had a child, so it wasn't their child. And they would say things like, you know, he needs to go with his dad more. He should spend more time with his dad. He's here too much. We can't have a good relationship because he's always around. We can't have sex because he's always around. We can't do this. We can't do that. And some of you might be listening and be like, well, some of that's valid. Some of that is valid. Like you're not going to have sex when your kid's sitting next to you, right? You're not going to have a serious conversation. And when your child is home, you wait for them to go to sleep. Like some of that's true. Having a child does make it more difficult. You have to work a lot harder. You have to be creative about how you do certain things in relationships, but it's not the child's fault. And a lot of times they'll use the child as 
a scapegoat. You know, this is happening because of that. And so physically pushing the child out of the home or put the child in daycare, get the child in daycare before you're ready to be away from your child. Um, you need to work more. You need to make more money. You need to go back to work. Some like, again, sometimes, yeah, you do actually have to go back to work and you do need to make more money. And that's really unfortunate, but they'll just come up with whatever they can do to make sure that you don't have a solid bond with your child so that the child doesn't have a solid bond with you because one that makes the child easier to manipulate, <clears throat> they can come in and form a, <clears throat> man, I just got like a weird, I don't have any, oh, I do have, um, my throat just got weird. Probably because I'm talking about something very difficult to talk about. I'm just going to take a drink really quick. Um, they can come in and manipulate the child then and create a, a false relationship but the child doesn't know better a lot of times the child thinks this person is taking care of me they're doing my bath they're reading to me they're taking me to school or daycare they're doing the same kind of things that my parent does um sometimes the children do know sometimes the children are like i don't like this person i don't want to be around them i just want my mom or i just want my dad or whoever um but they can come in and basically you know Give that child the idea that they're safe with them. They can make the child then easier to use as a pawn. If the kid is bigger, they can use the child to be like a go-between or, um, you know, whatever that might look like. It's also, of course, to make you more, oh, how do I say this? You're like, you're weaker. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but you are so confused about what to do with your child at that point because your intuition is telling you one thing but they're constantly telling you another thing so you end up possibly making choices for your child that you wouldn't have if this person wasn't constantly berating you or pressuring you about something um you um feel a lot of guilt you feel like you're doing everything wrong you like feel guilty when you are doing something nice with your child like you're spending special time with them or you're breastfeeding them when you've been told you shouldn't be doing that. Like something that's totally normal for you to do as a parent. And all of a sudden you're like feeling guilty about it and you're hiding it. And there's just all this like yuckiness going around. Um, if the other person obviously is their legal or biological parent, they can try to take the child away from you. They can, you know, if you have shared custody while the child is with them, they can tell the child whatever they want to tell them about you. They can tell them things that are true about you. They can try to get the child to think that you're the cause of all the problems, that you're the reason why they can't X, Y, Z, that the marriage or the relationship ended because you have all these problems and blah, 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 that you're the bad, you're the abusive one, you did this, you did that. So there's just a lot of obviously manipulation and you know, children don't know any better. If you think about how easy it is, unfortunately, for these people to get away with what they do to adults, it's just that much easier to do it to children because they don't have the ability to stop and be like, wait a minute, why are you separating me from my mom or my parent? Why are you pushing me away from this person? Or why are you, why are you now the one who's doing my bedtime routine and my mom's doing the dishes and said, like, sometimes it, of course, it like made sense because it would be like, well, people will need breaks. So it's like, yeah, let's take turns doing the nighttime routine. But looking back, it was a lot of, I'm going to do his nighttime routine. But I'm going to do all this stuff. You go do the dishes. You need a break. But in reality, it was, let me separate the two of you. 
let me be the one to do this so that he doesn't have that strong relationship with you and that he has a strong relationship with me. It didn't work. Some of the things worked. Like I said, they severed that really special breastfeeding bond that I have with my son that I still grieve sometimes. Um, like obviously he's five and a half now, so I'm not like, well, we'll just start breastfeeding again. I lost that. You don't get to get that back. You know, I didn't get to make that choice. I didn't get to process that on my own time or whatever. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I probably shouldn't record at night. It's not even that late, but like I said, it's been kind of like a, a um, we've had a, we've had a low, slow, relax lay around. I took a couple naps today. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I took a couple naps. Very tired day, but um, yeah, um, whatever they can do to sever that bond. And it is again, done to control, done to isolate both of you. Um, they do not want you to have anything good. And I did mention earlier, I'm not gonna make this whole episode about pets. I'm looking at Pip, she's on the bed over there, all sprawled out with her legs behind her, but the same thing can go with pets. If they come into a relationship and you have an animal, um, they're going to sever that bond. They're going to try to do things to make that animal like bond with them more and less with you, keep the animal away from you, um, take the animal away from you, anything that they can do, um, to sever that bond. Um, they want to be the one to, um, to have full access to you and no one else can have that. I do want to mention, um, that part of them having the child sleep separately from me, um, like I said, it was done under the guise of like, I care about you, you need more sleep, was that. So the baby goes to sleep in his room and now it's not the baby waking you up at night, it's me waking you up at night. Because when that's happening, they're doing the control and they're doing the abuse and they're doing the torture and they're doing all that stuff. And the baby's just put away in his room, right? And so, for the next two and a half years after he was squared away, he's luckily like once he would go to sleep, he slept through the night and it was fine. Um, but then they had access to keep me awake. They would start fights before bed. They'd wake me up early in the morning and then they would go back to sleep. They would, you know, roll up. They'll do this thing. Abusive people will do this thing where they'll accidentally hit you or punch you or kick you or do something to wake you up. And so they get to, this is physical abuse preventing sleep, sleep deprivation is physical abuse. So now they are the ones who have that full access to you at night. You're not taking care of your kids anymore, which yes, I'm glad that my son can sleep really well now and that he was sleeping through the night and everything because then he wasn't a part of the abuse during those hours. But it's, everything has a reason. Everything has a purpose for them. And so of course, if they meet you, and you're staying up with your kid or you're getting up all through the night to be with your kid or you're sleeping with your kid when they're really little or whatever that looks like, they don't want that to keep happening because how are they gonna do all these tactics that they did with the last person they were with that worked, right? Sleep deprivation is a very real thing. It keeps you confused, it keeps you tired, it keeps you dependent on them because you need help when you're that tired, right? And so some of these things that they're doing to drive a wedge between you and your child are so that they have better access to you to be able to abuse you. Um, my kid wasn't keeping me up anymore. They were keeping me up, right? So yeah, um, I guess that's all I really have to say about this. I kind of just wanted to share a couple of the things that I experienced in terms of, you know, having 
them drive the wedge between me and my son. I could say so much more about um, children being used as pawns and what that can look like. Um, like I said, I did an episode about like trying to heal from that and being out in the world and having things come up for you, which kind of backwards. Like I said, I've said this before. I'm not much of a planner. I don't really make like notes and plan like scripts and all that stuff. So sorry about that. Um, but I could absolutely talk forever about children being used as pawns for arguments, for control, for doing all of this stuff. But just in terms of having them drive that wedge between you and break that bond, um, it's it it works. It's horrible. It's traumatic on both ends for the child and the child children and the parent. Um, it can be fixed though, and I I I'm getting close to the end of my time. I usually try to go about twenty minutes. Um, the bond can be fixed. Um, my son and I have a very close bond. We had a close bond throughout. We were able to maintain that throughout. I'm one of the lucky ones with that for sure. I do want to share resources with you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is called Coercive Control in Children's and Mothers' Lives. It's by Dr. Emma Katz. I follow her on Twitter. I believe she's on Facebook as well. This is a very important book. I haven't even read all of it because it is very difficult to read. It reads very, there's a lot of studies and things in here, but it's like the first page, two pages, I was like wanting to tweet everything I was reading. It's very, it's spot on. It's very important. This work is going to save lives. This work is going to save the bond between many parents and children. Of course, it is saying mothers and children. Um, as we know, abuse can be coming from anyone towards anyone, but definitely check this book out. Follow Dr. Emma Katz um, on Twitter or whatever it's called nowadays. Um, I do have more information on that. If you want me to do an episode about um, what it can look like for children to be used as pawns, I will absolutely do that. Um, I do think, like I said, that this is something that we need to talk about a lot more. So I am good for it. Like I said, it's very yucky. It's something that I've hesitated to talk about a lot publicly. 
because it's very vulnerable. And a lot of times people, society will be like, well, you should have known better. You should have done this. You should have done that. And that is simply not how abuse works. We're good parents. We're good moms. We're smart people. Um, we understand the world and abuse can happen to absolutely anybody. So my computer is telling me that I'm running out of time here. I am running out of battery. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Like I said, um, you know where I'm at. Um, if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, go to calendly.com slash Lindsay Goodman. You can sign up for 30-minute, 60-minute sessions. Like I said, I have the group coaching now available once a month. Um, you can always find me there if you want to do more work. Um, if not, you know where to find me on social media, Lindsay Goodman Coaching, across all platforms. And um, go do something nice for yourself today. Go drink some water. I will be back next week with more.